This is a weekly podcast to update you on the volcanic activity of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Alessandro Muso. And I'm your other host, Corinne Jorgensen. We're PhD students at the University of Geneva. We study volcanoes and are here to give you all the hot volcano news. First, the weekly volcano news, and then the focus of the week. It's December 13th, the time of recording, and this is your weekly update. Starting off in Europe this week, La Palma has been chugging along for most of the week. The only change was a slowdown in eruptive intensity. Lava is mostly uh, using the tube system and the eruption at the vent seems to be smaller and less frequent. More than 3,000 buildings have been uh, damaged, but this week, uh, fortunately, there was minimal new land destroyed by the lava flows. The slowdown of the intensity might suggest the end of the eruption. But... La Palma is definitely not completely finished. On December 12th, there was a large explosive eruption with an ash plume reaching up to six kilometers around noon local time. This is a Vulcanian style eruption is thought to be from a plug in the upper conduit that was thrown out when gas from underneath is overpressurized. So perhaps this is actually what we're seeing with the end. It's the conduit is starting to close up and um, fill up with debris. And then that's that's what caused this plug to, to exist. So this might actually represent our final waning stage. But eruptions like this are pretty dangerous and we'll likely see more of these in the weeks to come. So hopefully everyone is still staying quite vigilant around the volcano. So last week there were reports that there was a glacial fluid at Greensvot uh, in Iceland. And this was concerning because previously this episode has triggered volcanic eruption in this area. This week, the Icelandic Meteorological Office, IMO, lowered uh, the alert level back down to yellow since the seismic activity has decreased. Experts from IMO say that this is less likely that a flood will trigger a volcanic eruption this time. Okay, in Asia, we'll start off with an update on what's happening at Samiru. Last week, there was some intense pyroclastic and debris flows at Samiru, which unfortunately wreaked havoc on the surrounding area. The death toll is currently at 39, and there are several people injured and several thousands of homes destroyed and or damaged. On December 8th, there was more pyroclastic flows, making uh, rescue progress quite difficult. For the rest of the week, the volcano has been fairly active, but no more than usual. And because there hasn't really been a big change in behavior, it's really thought that heavy rains are what's thought to be the most important factor for this catastrophe last week. Where a landslide caused hot and turbulent pyroclastic flows, as well as a mud mud flow. Additionally, part of the lava dome at the summit crater was removed, as well as some loose material in the Kuvin Ravine, which is on the southeast of the cone. You can see in radar photos the ravine is much deeper now than it was in previous weeks. At Merapi in central Java, Indonesia, three pyroclastic flows occurred on December 6th, which reached 1.8 kilometers from the summit. This pyroclastic flow is from a partial collapse of the lava dome at the southwest rim of the crater. There were also ash clouds that rise up from the pyroclastic flows as phoenix cloud, and these are super cool features, and we might do a focus on them one day. There was also explosive activity from Zakarajima and Lovotolo, as well as increased unrest um, from two volcanoes that we haven't had yet on the podcast. The volcano called Awu, which is in Indonesia, had an alert level raised to two today uh, because of increase in volcanic activity since October. 
recently there's been 7 to 26 earthquakes per day, where earlier it was about 5 earthquakes per day. And the earthquakes are getting a little bit more shallow, and now there is a one kilometer exclusion zone in place. Also at Aoba in Vanuatu, uh, there was an increase in volcanic seismic unrest, and so we have elevated steam and gas emission that caused officials to impose a two kilometer exclusion zone. Moving to the Americas, Alaska has been really busy this week with increased activity from Okmok, which is also known as Fox Island, and Davidoff, as well as a small eruption from Semis Pochnoi. So the winner for the tallest blues this week had a quiet week. Well, most of the time the eruptions were undetectable, but just in the last moment, our hero, Sabankaya, pulled it off winning the week's tallest plume with a 7.6 kilometer plume. Yeah, I really thought she was going to lose this week. It was like undetectable, eruption undetectable, nothing. Sabankaya is going to lose. And then today... Boom! Yeah, but 7. who knows, all this undetectable. Maybe she makes also eruption taller than 7.6, but it's just that nobody knows that. Nobody well knows. done, Savankaya. So, yeah. <laughs> honorable mention this week go also to Popocatepetl, Santiago, Nevado de Ruz, Sengay, Reventador, and Nevado de Cian. Fuego was also busy this week, and on December 9th there was a note from... Uh, Insuvme, which is the uh, Guatemalan institution for volcano observatories. Uh, they, they stated that there's been a rise in volcanic tremor and an increase in Strombolian activity. And there was also a new lava flow here this week. This is from the Senzia Canyon vent, and the flow from it is about, well, is over 500 meters long. Since this, this uh, flow is actually quite steep, there's been a few avalanches towards Seca, Trinidad, Teniluya, and the Las Lejas ravines. The rest of the week was pretty much business as usual at Fuego, with five to six eruptions per hour, and creating several tall ash plumes. So that's it for the quick updates. Thanks to our sources, VolcanoDiscovery.com and the Smithsonian Institute Global Volcanism Project. It's time for the focus. So, the focus of the week today is gonna be on Christmas. Of course, but it's on Christmas Island, not on the holiday. Kareen? Alessandra. The trees situated on Christmas Island are Christmas trees. Uh, yes, I think the trees on Christmas Island would be Christmas trees, technically. <sighs> Now I definitely feel better. So, Christmas Island. We will start with a big problem if we have to talk about Christmas Island. Yeah, the first question you might be thinking to yourself, which Christmas Island? Indeed, in the world there are two Christmas Islands. Double the Christmas Islands, double the Christmas trees. <laughs> but they are pretty far from each other. One is located in the Pacific Ocean uh, and it was discovered on the Christmas Eve in... 1777 from a British captain, James Cook, and so he decided to call it Christmas Island. So the island is inhabited by the people of the Kiribati in the Republic of Kiribati. They have their own language, which is Gilbertese, and uh, they have a different way of spelling uh, Christmas Island, and in Gilbertese, uh, it actually sounds like Christmas, so it is pretty much also Christmas Island, which is nice. Yeah, it is. No, now it's time for the second Christmas island, the one in the Indian Ocean. And this island is not far from Java that we already know for 
other volcanoes, and is politically part of Australia. The island was discovered in 1643 by the British captain William Miners. Just guess which day, Corinne. I'm going to guess Halloween. <laughs> Very close, but no. It was discovered the Christmas Day. And that's why the name is Christmas Island. That's very original. I mean, look at these, like, colonizer explorers. Just, like, naming things. Boring. Come up with better names. Or give names to the indigenous folks. Yeah, and also seems that UK captains are very... Are not very creative with names. Just... Like, would you, if you discover something new, would you, on April 4th, would you call it April 4th? <laughs> Potentially no. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Who knows if we, me and you, will discover a new eruption on Mama Edna the Christmas day. We call me. Uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we can call it, I don't know, the Christmas Mama Etna eruption. Well, what would it be if there was a new, a new crater on Mama Etna that came on Christmas? What would the Italians call it? Do you know? Cratere di Natale. I have no idea. Cratere di Natale. Okay, well, that could be nice. That sounds nice. Okay, anyways, we're going to talk about the second Christmas island today, uh, the one in the Indian Ocean. And it's pretty funny when you look for articles, the authors uh, distinguish between the two islands in the titles, writing open brackets, Indian Ocean or Pacific Ocean. Close brackets. Anyways, you might be wondering why are we talking about Christmas Island in general, aside from the fact that the song Christmas Island has been stuck in my head for the past 24 hours. <laughs> because it's a volcano and we are close to Christmas, so vacation, relax, sun, highland, happiness. So, as we already said, Christmas Island, the second, open brackets, Indian Ocean, close brackets, is more or less 350 kilometers south of Java, and as Alessandro has already spoiled, is a volcano. And more precisely, it's part of the Christmas Island Sea Mount province, which is also called CRISP, which is located in the intraplate volcanic region of the Northeast Indian Ocean. The Christmas Island Sea Mount province is composed by two emerged sea mounts, resulting in two highlands. So, the Christmas Island, of course, and the Cocos Island. But it's also composed by numerous submerged sea mounts. There's a nice description of the island, which you can find on the website of Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment of the Australian government. And I will read this quote now. They say, Christmas Island is the peak of a basaltic volcanic seamount, which rose steeply 5,000 meters from the ocean floor about 60 million years ago. The island's emergence is a result of the geologic uplift over 10 or so million years. At each stage, layers of coral reef built up over the basalt core, leaving today an almost continuous limestone cap. The ocean eroded cliffs at each uplift, forming the steep terraces and inland cliffs of the island's central plateau. Wow, now I really want to go there. A crunchy crust of corals, reefs, <laughs> with a volcanic core. All of it emerged in the Indian Ocean, with a tropical climate and a vigorous forest. Of Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, basically, the origin of the island is volcanic, and activity started in the late Cretaceous over 66 million years ago. Actually, the late Cretaceous uh, episode has not been dated yet, but there are some evidences from uh, flexural modeling that the seamounts exist about 
8875 million years ago. But who knows if at that time the seamount was above or below sea level. Anyways, the island underwent other eruptive events, um, and the main phase occurred in the Eocene at 40 to 35 million years ago. And the most recent one occurred in the Pleistocene, which was 3 to 5 million years ago. Sounds like an eruption every 40 million years. Oh, who knows if we'll be there in 35 million years to see this eruption. Personally, I don't think I will. <laughs> but it might be a special volcano episode. Anyways, these eruptive episodes have interpolated carbonic deposits. So for those who are not geologists, uh, they are lime. They call them lime. I like limes. Me too, I like the, the ones in Mojitos. <laughs> For that reason, the highland also present uh, karst features, typical of the limes uh, landscapes. So you can think of other areas that have this, like the triste area in Italy and Slovenia, if you're familiar with that. The volcanic products are mainly basaltine composition, but also trachytic products uh, has been sampled. Another last thing to say about this island is that it's rising more and more at an impressive speed of 140 millimeters per thousand years. That's it for today's episode. We're going to take a small break over the next couple of weeks um, for Christmas holidays. And thanks to our main sources, the Department of Agriculture, Water and Environment of the Australian Government, Wikipedia, Grimm's 2001, and Tenea et al. 2016. And of course, thank you to you for spending your time with us today and also over the last year. It's been super wonderful to have you guys here while we make this silly podcast. Uh, we hope you guys have a nice vacation period for those who are, are celebrating um, any sort of holiday festival over the next couple weeks. Um, and we, of course, just in general wish everyone um, to have a nice and lovely month. And yeah, so see you next year. I mean, in January. <laughs> Bye. Do you want to spend Christmas, Christmas Island?